But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. Power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-wing. All our power converters are on back order still, so guess we're going to talk about some X-wing. I'm Matt New. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smittle. And I'm Ford Jenkins. And let's get into it. But first, uh, what have we all been up to lately? Alex, you sound like you're a little under the weather. Well, you know, it's a month, so I'm having allergy problems. Um, it's <laughs> Yeah, it's between May and April, like, so the whole year. So yeah, it's allergy season for me. So uh, I don't know. I'm doing a lot of filmmaking stuff lately, a lot of writing. Harry and I have messed around with some actual recording yesterday. Um, doing some editing. Hit Film came out with a new hit film. This last July, so that's pretty fun. Not too uh, bad, not too bad. Uh, anybody else been up to anything exciting at all? I just got the corset for D&D Onslaught. That was a late birthday present from my dad, so that's fun. Huh, what is D&D Onslaught? It is the new uh, D&D miniatures game made by WizKids. Oh, okay. Uh, it plays very similarly, similarly to like Imperial Assault. Huh. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to give it a try. Huh. Yeah. First thing that comes to mind is like that. Uh, what was the board game they did? Wrath of a Shardalong? Oh. Uh, they like they did a couple of those, yeah. yeah. This is more... Uh, so it's PvPvE. So like each side has a faction that they're playing. And then like uh, the one scenario I've seen played was like... Uh, it's essentially just a deathmatch. But there's like chests you can loot. And there's goblins that spawn that you have to fight. And like there's a, a small leveling up system in it. And it plays like 5th edition D&D. Uh, in terms of like what characters can do and stuff like that, sounds fun. Yeah. So, what about you, Greg? Anything, anything big happening down on the farm? Yeah, I was trying to think of something. I don't know. I just talked to toddlers all day and you the know, dream. Just over yeah. is it? <laughs> I don't know. It step up from talking to like the shop cheap all day. Yeah, no, it's been talk good. Smittle. But I haven't. I called you a toddler. That's all. You're a toddler. <laughs> no, we haven't done anything crazy though. It's just it's just a lot of a lot of surviving. Indeed, indeed. Uh I actually got to go down to well not your neck of the woods, but west. Uh the other weekend to Manhattan, Kansas. They held a uh, tournament out at the Village Geek and uh pretty good six person turnout. Uh for the first time in quite a while. I came out on top. Uh Went three and zero. Oh. It was a lot of fun. A uh, lot of good people out there. Kudos to everybody. Thanks to Village Geek for putting it on. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun lately with the uh, For You wing list. It seems uh, seems to suit me well, so I can't complain at all. It I, seems good for you. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Oh 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 god. Okay. That was the joke. Oh man. I'm out. I have needed myself for that. Yeah, we so. can't. We can't. <laughs> You're welcome. Let's reconvene at a later date. Oh, dang. Well, we killed the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's be clear. You killed the podcast. That's what I said. I killed the oh, podcast. I said we. Yeah. Use your ears, Doug. To... I will not. You can't make me. <laughs> I don't want to listen to you. Well, too bad. You have to. You're contractually obligated. At first, I thought you said grease your ears. Grease your ears, Doug. I like, will not. <laughs> I told a guy on the internet the other day that he was a hall monitor, and he said to me, 
uh, wind your neck tight, you divot. Is that English? That's what he said to me. <laughs> is he was he from England? Well, <laughs> when I googled vaguely... "wind your neck up tight," meaning it was totally English. So yeah, I'm guessing he was he's an Englishman. But uh, <laughs> what a winning comment! So that's yeah, a great one. Yeah, you win. Uh, all right. Well. Uh, despite that for you English doing well for me in Manhattan, uh, it did not get me a win in the first round of the Gold Squadron Podcast Sector Series. I had a uh, a close 20-19 to 19 loss on that one. Doug, you're also in the Sector Series. How's that been going for you? Uh, I won my first game. Um, I ran uh, Defender Vader, Faroth, Countdown, and Moff Gideon. And uh, my opponent's dice were really cold, and Defender Vader did Defender Vader things, so I got the first one. It do be like that sometimes. But yeah, so it's been uh, pretty good. The The Kyber Cup team, Tashi Station Radio, is doing quite well. We are uh, 2-0 and as a team. 2-0. and Yeah. Uh, so far, we're 5-6 and six in overall matches. So we're 5-4-6. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1
Enduring Shield upgrade Fearless. Um, Q9, IGD, Lando, Shenanigans. Uh, Dirge with Proton Cannon and some other Shenanigans. And then Kanan, Jairus. He may rise. Um, I say that every time he uses <laughs> his ability. My opponents have to love it. Um, <laughs> they have to. No. Go ahead. It's going to be interesting because in our matchups that we have this week, uh, we just got them picked today, in fact. Uh, we're going up against a group of uh, some of Brazil's finest, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, we managed to pair you against a scum list that doesn't include Kanan. And last set, uh, episode, we talked about Kanan almost being an auto-include in scum. So I'm really interested to see how your game turns out. I hope I win. Um, I'm tired of losing. So um, and my list isn't, like Doug, it's not amazing at objectives. It's okay at some of them. Um, its best objective is chance. Um, but it's pretty good at killing stuff I-5 and lower and pretty mortal against I-6s. So we are... <laughs> Doing our best to pair it out of sixes, and so far I've played against one six. Yeah, I won that game, I think. Was there a mm -hmm. six in my first round? I don't remember. It was so long ago. It was first order, so no, there wasn't. Yeah, I just uh, know with, with my initiative being two, three, three, four, I'm always going to be on the lower half of initiative, yeah, but that's but where I'm comfortable. You're adjusting list as well. I'm a. Mm -hmm. I have an old Terok who's I five and a Dirge <laughs> who's I five who are there who are really good at murdering low initiatives, especially Dirge. Man, Dirge is so good. Mm -hmm. I love me some Dirge. Well, it's interesting yeah. also that uh, both our opponents, I matched up against the CIS list this uh, week, and we're both flying against Dirge. I'm also uh, flying a Dirge. Yeah, so, yeah, so there's going to be a whole bunch of dirging going on. And, uh, get dirged on, so. <laughs> get dirged. Uh, but yeah, should be a lot of fun. Again, that's the uh, Kyber Cup. It's a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully some of us will get on stream so y'all can watch us. It's uh, enjoyable. Yeah, and... and uh... For people that are worried that like 2.5 doesn't have a big player base, player base, Kyber Cup got 290 people playing in it. Yeah, it's tons. And a lot of that's because it's fun to make a team and you know play with your friends. It's kind of like I, we... I love this team aspect. Mm -hmm. Man, I want more. I want more team events. That's what I want. It's like well, we... four man team events. Yeah. Also, yeah, that would also be great. <laughs> Teams of four. Great. <laughs> all on the same page. Uh, like LVO is this coming weekend, and it started with 32 people capped on each day, and now I think it's over 100 each day. Oh wow! Uh, and yeah, so like they they had to keep raising the cap until they they have at least 100 as the cap each day, and it's Sounds pretty like a close game. to sold out. And then uh, you know the world's tickets went on sale two weeks ago, and mm -hmm. I'm sure as everybody knows the LCQ sold out in an hour and a half, and that included 45 minutes of nobody being able to buy anything. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, forty-five minutes. It sold one hundred and twenty-eight tickets. Um, I, I got stuck in the queue, walked away to get lunch, came back, and they were sold out. Yeah. So hopefully they'll they'll get some more last chance tickets because mm -hmm. uh, I know there's there's you are not alone. There are a lot of people that share that story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm still debating it. A lot of it's going to depend on finances. I'd love to go, but I also understand that, uh, like I've mentioned offline. I can't complain too much about having to struggle to get in because I had three years to win an invite and didn't. So, <laughs> well, it's been three years since invites came out is what I mean. I was saying, uh, two of those years do not exist. That's true. Yeah. Let's if be you're... honest. It's not good. I <laughs> like, got my it... invite in 2020. It was just February of 2020. Yeah, you got yeah, your you guys... before it shut down. They've technically had invites for the last like year and a half, but there's probably only been two dozen across the world. Maybe more than mm -hmm. that. Two dozen tournaments across the world, but they were all like system open size events that yeah. you had the top four in. Like that's that's not an easy ask. 
No, really you know not. what I think about a lot is that I was really good that January, February, December, like that end of the year, end of the 2019. I'm talking about right, right when, right before everything locked down, when you, yeah, were the I was store doing camp, really good. I was like, okay, yeah, I, I felt like I was at the top of my game list. too. We were you all going to stroll into that. I felt the same way. Like we yeah. were all going to stroll into that Adepticon and go ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I got canceled. Dude, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, I totally had a chance. And then, yep, got canceled. I think about that too much. Because, <laughs> you know, you, uh, Greg, were flying double fire sprays yeah. uh, quite a bit. Uh, contrarily, at that point, kind of right when we started this podcast, in fact, I was in one of the biggest slumps of my X-Wing career, trying to figure out that Adepticon for me was going to be the slump buster. And then we ended up changing everything. And, uh, oh, seems we've happened. come full circle again. <laughs> Probably team returned. Yeah. So. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, well, going along with that, uh, we're going to kind of continue what we started last week uh, talking about the Scum Faction and how well uh, that does in things. We're going to look at the sequel factions this week, the uh, First Order and the uh, Resistance. What's good, what might be situationally good, what's getting slept on, and what really needs help. So let's dive into it. Uh, first in the order with the First Order, aptly. Uh, who here has flown First Order recently? Uh, I have a couple of times, not a lot. But... I've flown against First Order recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've flown against it a lot. Uh, Greg, it's I know for a, while, yeah, for a while you were on the uh, FO Bomber kick. Oh, sure. Yeah, I love those FO bombers. But in a... Uh, well, I have not flown them... Have I flown them since... I haven't flown them in a while, so I don't know if some if things have changed. Um, but if you're in a tournament setting and you're flying those bombers, your brain is fried. <laughs> oh, especially uh, if it's a long tournament, I can imagine, yeah. I could barely... Like, it was in the systems phase, so like I was like, oh, I'm going to think up a token and I'm going to put it next to it. And then it's like, oh, that's a tell. But, like, you can't be like, okay, I was going to boost with this guy. I'm going to do this. Um, no, so my perspective of the first order is just going to be from, like, a fun. But uh, I really like those bombers. I haven't played with the new points. That's it. Did they change okay. first order points a lot? Quite a they bit, did not actually. They specifically well, change first order points. Yeah, first order like got new they, stuff. And they <laughs> kind of their nerfed, list. They nerfed, like, electro trap missiles and proxmines, which were the. That's it. That's it. I have not played since that. That yeah. was it. So uh, one of the major things that came out with the, uh, not so much the points change, but some of the new ships is the uh, three-point trio. We always say you start building a scum list with Kanan. I think you start building a first order list with the trio of FOs, uh, Malarus, Scorch, and DT-798. They're all three points. They're all initiative four. And they can all throw a lot of dice uh, with their various abilities. I don't know if you can... That's almost, like, peak efficiency, I think. Yeah, so um, there's been a lot of talk about Gaelic recently, who was another one of the uh, the ones that came out uh, in Hotshots and Aces. Um, he's I-5. He's got the... After a friendly ship or zero to 2 is destroyed, he can coordinate, uh, even while stressed. Uh, okay. The big thing is that he has a cannon slot, uh, so you just take, like, elusive ah. ion cannon on him, and then he's I-5 and a good control piece. Gross. Um, I think you can go points wrong... As well? He's three points as well, yeah. 
Uh, I think Malaris is the only like if Malaris isn't in an FO list, you probably have a very good reason why because he's just ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the other three are all a plug and play. Like you can you can take any of them. Um, Gaelic has advantages over the other two. Obviously, he's initiative higher. He doesn't have to penalize himself for the third attack die. It is an ion cannon, so like it's capped at one damage. Um, but in a world with lots of like lots of torps and lots of Vaders and stuff running around, the ion can be really strong. Um, Don't forget that ions break locks now. They do. Yep. That is I I, I, yeah, I continually forget that as well. I, oh my gosh, I, just I think now I was completely ignorant of that. I was like, why? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whenever you receive an ion token, sorry, you break <laughs> you break all locks that you control. So like, not locks, locks on, on you. you. Yeah. Right. Um, you do if you go through a gas cloud, but. Oh, oh! So it's a negative. Uh, it's all negative against you. You can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be yeah. Getting ion can it. suck. It's super controlly. Gotcha. Uh, but something that we had previously mentioned on this cast: the difference between Scorch and DT is that Scorch takes a strain, uh, stress to roll his third die, and DT seven ninety eight takes a strain. And uh, you had convinced me that the strain is exclusively better. Because you can take as many of those as you like and constantly get that three die. Well, attack. no, you can't take as many as you like. It's when you're not strained, right? Um, but I mean, you, it's it's easier to do things. You know, you are. Oh, if you're... one sec. I want to. I do want to roll back a little bit. I think mm-hmm. it is a decision. I generally prefer DT, but um, if you are like say building an FO jousting list, then Scorch is probably better. Uh, because you're you're probably moving them around in formation a bunch. Okay. Uh, like you're doing big pass, big sweeping passes, and then you don't have the chance of a lower initiative ship punishing DT for having the stray token. Um, there's pros and cons to both. Like we went over it quite a bit whenever we talked about it last. Like uh, DT is better on bumps because he can take the red focus and still use his ability and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I do think like if you have a reason to bring Scorch over DT, that's not wrong. Um, I I just think DT is probably generally better because he can k-turn or sloop or you know and the scary thing is they've got enough points to throw shield upgrade on them yeah that's the the eight points you see a lot of people run things like optics and like predator and uh fanatical on them which is good uh but like if you just throw a shield upgrade on it you're just a three die gun with five health and three agility and when they put all that effort into killing you they got three points uh which is pretty solid <laughs> yeah let, let me tell you that feels frustrating to shoot at them for four rounds and you get three points out of it uh, yeah, Republic's ex- the same way like... an excellent analogy is the tie advanced that were super popular at the very first 2.5 uh points where there were there were a bunch of the generics that were three points mm-hmm. those are five health three agility ships that have to have a target lock to get the third die whereas these guys can just focus and it doesn't matter you know about being in range for your action stuff like that um so yeah i mean they're all, all four of them are really good. Um, and then, like, even Static at three points is a, a really good FO. Uh, he's kind of fallen out of favor because he's the exact same as, as Gaelic, where he has a whatever ability, but he has a cannon slot and eight mm-hmm. points. But he's I-4 instead of I-5, so take Gaelic first. Yeah, before uh, uh, Hot Shots and Aces, I was bringing Static for the Iron Cannon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you have anywhere from three to 15 points of really useful tie FOs that uh, they all feel worth their points, which is uh, it's pretty interesting. Like, um, they're they're kind of the new tie swarm, even though Empire ties still aren't bad. <laughs> That's very uh, true. Uh, one of the things that we also have seen come out uh, lately, of course, the uh, tie whisper with its jam everything ability. God, 
I have flown against so many Whisper Kylos lately, and just having them with impunity do things like, and boost and jam, and I'll sit here and jam myself if I'm not taking shots. And it just... Ah. Now, I've used jam a lot as control flying hawks, but, man, the Whisper... And especially... The Whisper is if, is if you took a ship and just gave a chopper. Yeah. <laughs> If every ship became a Delta B with Chopper <laughs> as a ship. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like the Whispers design. I don't think they're unbalanced, but I don't think they're fun. Um, I'm sure some people enjoy playing them. My first but, round uh, of this Kyber Cup was against five Whispers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they died horribly. Yeah. yeah, it was what, five Whispers all with Prockets? Yep. That sounds they, gross. They got off one Procket on Kanan. And then they all died horribly because they just jammed Terok, who ran away. And Dirge <laughs> was like, Proton Cannon. Yeah, Doesn't was... care if he jammed. And I, uh, Kenai was like, I have five calculates. I don't care if you jam me. <laughs> so it was four of the generic I-4s and, and Nightfall. Nightfall. And they all have fanatical Procket Sensor Scrambler. Um, <laughs> which, I don't know, that's not the type of list I want to play against. I don't know if it's good or bad, but it just sounds like a slog. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I do appreciate uh, that we managed to keep it far away from my medium base U-wings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you would have had a tough time with that. <laughs> yeah, what if I, I presented four medium base token reliant ships that you could proc it? <laughs> uh, such a pain. But uh, even though three force supreme leader Kylo is out there in the whisper, uh, I've seen good old silencer Kylo still making some appearances. Uh, the Silencer seems to have fallen a little bit out of favor, but I think still definitely a good ship, and especially Kylo in it. Uh, yeah, um, there's been a lot of talk about recoil plus those five FOs I mentioned earlier, um, fits, uh, and that gives you a really solid jousting block. Like, you have the five efficient TIE fighters that are a pain about the kill, uh, and then recoil has a solid ability, and Silencer is solid. Us, what is Rico's, Rico's ability? Recoil. Rico, uh, <laughs> Recoil. While he is stressed, he prefer he pretends that bullseye requirements are range one front arc requirements as well. Uh, yes. So like you can predator anything at range one, not just in the bullseye or crack shot or whatever. Well, he is he's I three, he's I four. Oh, and uh, I mean silencers are are pretty good. Like they um, six health on three agility is a pain in the butt to kill. It's about the tankiest uh, pure number ship in the game. Yeah, they have they have auto thrusters or sensitive controls. You know your your choice, um, but those both have a lot of advantages for uh, scenarios. Uh, they can mm-hmm. take sensor scrambler, which is a really really good card in two point five. Um, yeah, I mean I, I think silencers are solid. Uh, I know recoil is the most popular. I don't think rush is bad either. Um, and then obviously Kylo is good, but that's a completely different points bracket. Mm-hmm. Rush does what again? Rush, Rush is the one that once is... he's damaged, he goes to a higher initiative. Yeah, he's I two, uh, but once he's damaged, he's I seven, I six, I six. Six, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Noel yeah. is the one who's I zero, but is I seven until he is damaged. Well, he's in a tie fight, so I don't care about he's him. Yeah. Uh, so the silencers are still good. Uh, the tie SF still a good workhorse of the faction. Uh, I've is talked it? about it possibly being one of just the kind of like the. The chassis that you measure everything else by, which kind of I we've talked about in the past. Uh, that, but <laughs> I do but, think typo, I do think tie stuffs are okay. Um, like phasma and backdraft of four points are pretty solid. Uh, I've seen a couple cute lists where you take phasma and quick draw, and then you just run them at people, and whichever one they shoot at, quick draw gets to do his ability, uh, which is kind of cute. Um, 
there's the going back to six ship lists. If you pick four of those TIFOs, you can run two. You can run backdraft and phasma with it. So it's another six ship list that's pretty good at jousting and all throws three attack dice and is solid. But I, the TIFF is it's just a boring X wing, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, the way I look at it is, it's, a, it's an X-Wing with a slightly better dial. It doesn't have access to boost, but it's got the... Losing boost, though, is worse than having a slightly better dial. Because the slightly better is getting Redborn Hearts. True. <laughs> it is slightly better, to be fair. It is slightly, it's an option that isn't there on the X-Wings, which is nice. And five straights, I guess. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, five straights. It loses, it loses the 4K and trades Talonals for Sloops, so like... The, I think losing the boost is a bigger deal than having the few more options. Oh, I agree. They do have a better hold to shield ratio, though. They do. And they do have the back arc. You don't really want to use it unless you're backdraft, but it is there. I'm going to call them backdraft for nothing. Yeah. Very true, uh, very true. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, Tyus Esther, fine. They've been fine for all of second edition. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're, they're just, just uninspiring. Yeah, they're just there. It's. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. There's nothing interesting about a TIE SF. Mm -hmm. and then... I think there could be, but they designed them to be... This is probably more of an issue in 2.0 than it is in 2.5, but in like 2.0, like they couldn't decide whether they wanted it to be the X-Wing, the A-Wing, or a missile carrier. And so they were just like <laughs> tier 2 at all of them. Um, and in 2.5, they're more of just the X-Wing equivalent because they'll have enough loadout, and they made Special Forces Gunner cheaper, so they can all take it. Um, like you're, I don't think you'll ever see the return of the like equivalent of the, the five tie SFs that all just ran like optics and pointed their arc backwards and were just a wings. Yeah. Um, or the ones who just ran missiles at the butt. Yeah, like you still could run missiles on them, but like a special forces gunner at five makes it so easy for them to just be an X wing that it feels goofy yeah. or anything else. Definitely. Like you can rotate your your arc when you need to and be two die at the back because everything links into that rotate. So mm -hmm. yeah. it's never a waste like it is to rotate back and forth because it doesn't stress you either. Like is, which is nice. Yeah, true. But true. yeah, like I don't, I don't, not like I'd be hard pressed to bring an SF over a silencer or one of those yeah. FOS. There's that. And now that Hot Shots and Aces Two has been out in the wild uh, for a while, there was the the big worry and consternation about Agent Tierney, whether she'd be the uh, the big boogeyman of the faction. She's the one that does the broken trust condition where you don't treat, you treat your friendly ships as allies. And uh, I've seen a couple people play her. I haven't come up against her myself in a game. Have any of you guys yet? I have played with her once and against her once. Mm -hmm. how, how does it actually feel, that condition? Uh, it's fine. Uh, it, it definitely... Feels worse on paper than it is in game. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't running like a mega support ship or anything, but at the end of the day, she just isn't worth five points. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, in a specific meta where like you know you're gonna get something that Tyranny could completely shut down, I could see bringing it, but like it would have to be really dominant, like more popular than the most popular X-wing list has ever been popular. I think to be worth bringing. Um, otherwise, you're just coin flipping whether Tyranny is a blank pilot ability or not. And even whenever it isn't blank, it has to be useful enough to justify bringing a five-point G over, like, Recoil, or a Wrath in the Whisper, or, you know, any other five-point FO ship. Um, so okay. I, I think they appropriately priced it at five, so that we don't have to worry about it. Okay. 
Is there anything we think is being slept on in First Order right now that isn't seeing play that probably should? They stop a lot of options, to be fair. Yeah. Um, um, I think we've really talked about all their ships besides the Jeep in detail. Well, uh, the, uh, no. the Baron. So we talked we about the Bomber or the... the oh, yeah. yeah. The, I forgot uh, about it. The second thing, what did you say? The Baron, Tiberian. The Baron, yeah. I forgot yeah, about those. Those yeah. don't count. Like, <laughs> I think Von Reg and Ember are both kind of slept on. Uh, Von Reg's odd, awkward because he's six points, and those don't slot into FO lists very well. Um, and when you do, you bring Kylo Whisper most of the time because he's he's it's very reliable value in, in Kylo Whisper. But uh, I do think there is something with like a Daredevil outmaneuver Von Reg, and then you have like four points left over. Um, but as like a, a an ace hunter, um, and I think Ember was played a lot at the beginning of 2.5, but has kind of disappeared, uh, which seems weird. Like, he's still a four-point ship that can get fully modded attacks, which seems pretty good. Um, but I don't know. You don't see him very much. So. Well, what I was thinking of more was u- utility in scenarios. Uh, and my thoughts actually went to Hollow with the ability to throw tokens to ships yeah. that might have used their action to claim an objective. Uh, and being a... Uh, a Baron, he can get out of arcs easier, where he's not going to need that focus or evade. I think if you want to go support Hollow, you're better off saving a point and bringing a four-point G. And you can do like the carry-style Hollow, where you're passing off the bad tokens, but then like Recoil is there at the same price, and I think a Silencer is just tankier and faster and easier to use. Okay, I have to ask, are you meaning... Carry style, as in like League of Legends, the carry, or yeah, like yeah, Matt yeah, Carry. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was gonna say, has Matt Carry gone over to the first order side now? No, like, oh, like I want Hollow to be the the damage dealer or the control piece or whatever. Like, okay, the Hollow is there to do damage. Okay. Um, Hollow so, is the threat versus Hollow is the support. So if Hollow is your carry, who's your jungle? <laughs> Boo. We've become a League of Legends podcast. podcast God, I hope I'm done. I'm off before League I'm, I'm free. I've washed my hands of that shit. I'm out. Oh, <laughs> you'll be true. back in within a week or two. You played a couple games with us last week. That was like two A-Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but other scenario benefits to the faction. Uh, you know, Greg, you had mentioned system phase boosting with the uh, bombers is good, and also having access to sensitive controls for that. A uh, lot better in scenario play than it is in you know old school 2.0 jousting. Uh, they've got more ships with access to sen- uh, system phase repositioning than any other faction except maybe Republic. Uh, how useful can that be? I think. Are you talking about silencers specifically, or just well, no, silencers and bombers? Yeah, you, yeah, silencers and bombers being able to reposition in the system phase. Uh, that's, I think, that is a strategy that is kind of slept on a little because originally it's like, oh no, you're telegraphing where you're going to be. Yeah, but it lets you get out occasionally of some really bad spots. Well, now you don't know who. Well, I guess you do know who's moving, don't you? Right, because yeah. you've decided that before the system phase, so... so you could protect yourself, which I, I yeah, it's kind of road insurance. Best. Right, yeah, you're like, okay, I got to get out of here. Okay, here's my multiple options because of my mm-hmm. system phase. Yeah, if I'm gonna be blocked, then I don't boost. If I'm not gonna be blocked, then I boost and do this. It's it gives you a lot more utility there, and uh, so the, you get the one thing I want to say about that, uh, like one thing you brought up is that it helps you get out, which is true, but. 
disengaging is actually pretty bad in 2.5. Not not necessarily get out as in disengaging as uh, or even when you're in there. yeah when you're in the scrum and someone's right in front of you. But, and right. you think, okay, I'm going to, if they don't move, I need to do a 4K. But if they do move before me, I can boost and do a 4K and be in a better spot. Uh, that well, I mean, sense. that I never specific about... example doesn't work very well. but Yeah, but you like, get what I'm saying. The idea. Yeah. Um, you're Reactive. not wrong. Um, I think the problem is that bombers might still be fine. Uh, it might be nerf aversion, but the change in, changes in prices to... Prox mines and electric chaff definitely made them worse. Mm-hmm. You have to pick either one or the other. Uh, and then the other option is making them munitions carriers, but they're not good at that because they're all really right. low initiative. Yeah, uh, I haven't tested it out, but I'm going to give a little hat tip to uh, Tyler Tippett, who swears by uh, Connor Nets out there. With the We've talked about how good Ion is right now. Right, uh, but then you're bringing a four-point ship that provides no damage. Uh, is relatively fragile. Uh, like they, they have six health on two agility. They're not like one shotable, but like they have no shield. They just don't provide anything other than the Connor net. Uh, and because there's no trajectory simulator, like you're not reliably getting that off until like the second turn of engagement. Uh, and then if if they don't want to deal with that, they can just kill a bomber. It's not that hard. And if yeah. you like what you said, where you you use the system phase boost to disengage. That's fine, but 2.5 games are shorter in terms of turn count on average. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're uh, again, yeah. there hasn't been no everybody's dropped bombers since they got since the electric trap changed. There might be something there, but it feels significantly worse than it used to. Definitely, you know, I I can agree with that. Uh, it doesn't. There's no plethora of ships going okay i'm going to boost drop a prox mine on you and then yeet an electro chaff missile out here and just be a problem yeah i think the <laughs> when you could take both of them you had the opening engage threat and you had the later in the game threat in prox mines so like you could stop alpha strikes you could break up formations you could just generally harass with the electro chaff missiles uh, and then still be useful later in the game and now you have to pick one or the other uh like i think grudge can still take a bomb of some sort with electro chaff he has six points left over so like you could take yeah a grudge and breach or a coronet or something um but it just doesn't feel nearly as impactful like prox mines can change games um thermal detonators can but it's a lot swingier coronets can but it's a lot more situational things like that yeah actually you know take it back it is just grudge no actually no you can't because grudge doesn't have the points and breach doesn't have an extra uh you need the extra bomb slot well, Breach is five points, um, so you don't want to bring him anyway. But, I mean, Grudge has enough for Electro Chaff and a six-point bomb, which is yeah. like Thermals or Connor Nets or Blazer Bomb, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it was just it was very easy value to attain with Electro Chaff and Prox Mines, and I think you have to work a lot harder without both of them. And so people are just moving to these more standard efficiency tie SFs, mm-hmm. silencers, tie FOs, that sort of yeah. thing. So I think... Uh... You know, pretty much the, the the zeitgeist, the public opinion seems to be that the FOs are really strong right now, and there's pretty much then a laundry list of other ships you can bring. There's a lot of options in there. Does the fact that the faction doesn't have any large bases and only one medium base hurt it for objectives at all? It makes it slightly weaker at Assault, but I think its ship count also kind of starts at 5, which compensates mm-hmm. for that. Um, like, you can make 4-ship or FO lists, but they would be like Kylo, Von Reg, and then two fillers, which yeah. doesn't seem that great. 
Three three um, dice ships for nine points. Is yeah, like when you start there, it. it's really easy to get to five or six. Um, so I think that in general, I don't think a lack of a medium or large base ship hurts it. Um, it would definitely be beneficial to have a good medium or large base ship for more variety. But um, I think FO in the current meta, how it will shape up is being the... Uh, like, if I were ranking factions, I would put it fourth. Dead in the middle. Like, I think they are really average at whatever they want to do. <laughs> and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, they're they're playably average, if that makes sense. Yeah. Your, your ability as a pilot can elevate them beyond that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Like, um, yeah. That's not, they can that's make, not saying don't play first order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can make a very solid jousting list. So if you want to play a six-ship jousting list that, like, has a good chance of threatening aces and it's good at objectives, like... Four TIE FOs and two SFs, or five FOs and you know a silencer or hollow or whatever. Yeah, like, actually, that was really something cool. I'd enjoy playing. Like, yeah, um, I think those are both solid lists. I don't think they're the best at anything, but I don't think they're the worst at anything either. Fair. You can't uh, bring six of them in Fenrir, though. That would uh, be twenty-five gonna, points. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me give a quick nod to uh, Jason Griffith out in Manhattan, who uh, has been flying First Order lately, and mentioned something similar to what we'd said previously about the Empire, is that right now First Order kind of feels like the faction that feels like the, the balance point. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's why I'd bring it forth. Like, I think, and while I don't, I'm kind of down on the bomber, I do think that FO has one unique thing, in which case in which I would not be surprised to see any model in a game. I think all of their models are playable, which is yeah. not the case in most of the factions. True. Uh, which is cool. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be cool if every faction could be like that, where, like, maybe it's only a pilot, like, maybe it's only Grudge, but you could still bring Grudge and it doesn't seem bad. Yeah. That sort of thing. I think that's really neat. Any other First Order thoughts? Well, speaking of unplayable ships, uh, let's go talk about their opposite number, the Resistance. Which certainly has at least one of those. It's uh, the resistance. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. right off the bat, uh, you know, suddenly I immediately thought of that card was uh, GA ninety eight, the the crew that gives the it's, it's the resistance, the resistance. Yeah. condition. Yeah, is there a place for that card at all? I remember uh, LVO twenty twenty. Kalen Wong played it against me, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, he that... played it at Worlds too, and it was a big thing that everybody would yell it's the resistance whenever his I think he had a code that would come in late or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it's a f- hilarious card. It's garbage in 2.5. <laughs> like there is I cannot see a world where you can remove a ship from the first three turns of the game and it not put you at a severe disadvantage. And even if it didn't do that, it would then be impactful enough to make a difference once it came. Like Right, if you, because if you take my... out Poe, you're going to get crushed in the first three turns, and then Poe will show up, but it'll be too late. And if you take out Finn, then like he's not going to do enough once he arrives. Yeah, because my thought was, oh, I can hold a big ship in reserve and then bring it in to claim some, you know, objectives. And then I think, why don't I start out by claiming those objectives so I have the points for more rounds? Yeah, yeah I that... mean, the perfect thing that I think encapsulates why this card will never work is. A lot of people didn't like the shift from 2.0 to 2.5 because you lost those turns of jockeying for position, which are turns the GA75 was ticking down. And now, like, it was better once they added the no, no scoring oh, on turn one. But like, still, but, you almost always engage on turn two. Yeah, like, and you are, you're just guaranteeing two turns of combat where one of your ships isn't there. Mm-hmm. And that's, I just can't see a world. But maybe somebody will engineer something that makes it work. But I cannot see a situation in which 
I would pay points for J975, let alone a crew slot. I can't think of any game I've played of 2.5 that hasn't had combat by at least turn three. Yeah. Usually turn two. Usually turn two. Usually. Occasionally you'll get a everybody snags objectives close on their side turn two and then turn three fighting starts. Yeah, or you fly you wings and decide you're just going to stop. <laughs> right. Uh, so you mentioning Poe that we've had uh, like Poe in the Falcon has been amazing. Just so much fun. Great ship to play. But we're still seeing a lot of Poe in the T-65. How do you Which build think... those lists differently? Or T-70, sorry. Uh, I mean, I don't think you build them differently. You just play them differently. Um, the, the you trigger just circles. swap out whichever Poe you want. Yeah, they're both seven points, but T-70 Poe is an ace. And Y-Wing Poe, or well, Y-Wing Poe, Falcon <laughs> Poe <Ooh>. is... Uh, <laughs> Greg got excited. <laughs> but he's, uh, like, he skirts the edge, and he's... Uh, He's honestly closest to like a Django, maybe, or like he he can take some hits. He has a reliable three die gun, but he's not, and he can close games, but he's not an ace. If that makes sense. Even with the uh, the the, the Poe Falcon ability, I mean the Poe Falcon ability is what makes him relevant. But um, I think the I mean there's been an argument forever on how you define aces, but I think. Uh, aces reliably have ways to mitigate damage that Poe doesn't have. Okay, understandable. Yeah, he doesn't have like the Han rerolls or the no, Wraith, you know, yeah. free. He closed, and even even Han, I wouldn't clarify as an ace. Like the yeah. they're, I mean, he's they're they're both Poe and Han are both like large base aces, but large bases can get shot at, like unless you're yeah, they close they, games they by shot. being unable to be killed by one or two ships in time. Yeah. That's how they close games. Unlike did Ace just straight beating the other ship. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like that both of them seem good. Um, I don't know if uh, time will tell if one of them is actually better than the other. I suspect if I had to pick T seventy Poe is a little bit better. Um, but I don't think T. I don't think Y wing Poe is. God damn it. Falcon Poe is bad. <laughs> I don't know why Y Wing got stuck in my head. But, if Anakin uh, gets to be in a Y Wing, Poe should get to be in a Y Wing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. That's the one Poe I'm allowed to accept. <laughs> y Wing Poe? Uh, yeah, I take that. That won't piss me off. <laughs> I think the big difference for me is the flexibility of overdrive thrusters makes T70 Poe get to do whatever he wants at any time, which is pretty nuts. Yeah, Poverdrive in the T-70 and Falcon Poe, both, I've mentioned this a few times, feel like Supernatural Kylo in that I'm just going to put my ship anywhere I want on the board. You can't do anything about it. I uh, also love that both of them thematically show how good of a pilot Poe is. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just really good at flying <laughs> ships. He doesn't use the Force. He's just really good at what he does, and he pushes he his ship to its the absolute The most place. out of his ship that he possibly yeah. can. You would say that he, he pushes the limit. So no, that's right. that card's banned. Oh, <laughs> and he does have that ability. Yeah. ships the limit. Oh to the limit. That's twice yeah. we've sang on this episode. Yeah. Uh, some other ships that I've definitely been flying alongside Poe. Uh, the A Wings used to be the high initiative. Your uh, Tally and Lulo and the other one. What's the other I five? Zizi. Zizi, yes. Uh, that also Sefton, whatever her name. Sefton Vanek. Yeah. Yeah, but right now I think the most popular A wings out there are the low initiative Merle and Robbie. 
yeah, Lula's still pretty popular, or has gotten popular again, because she also went down to four. Um, but Merle and Roby are the clear winners, because they're 3.8 wings. Um, ironically, I still would rate them as, at minimum, second and third, but probably third and fourth best three-point ships. <laughs> but, because Finpod is there. And yeah. I, I know, think the... Jarek is better, just because Big Orange is really useful, but that's debatable. Well, uh, Merle and Robbie, and I also just like the fact that Merle and Robbie sound like two rednecks out there in souped-up pot rods that, you know... I think it's supposed to be Roby, but I always say Robbie. Yeah, and because Merle and Robbie together, just, yeah. you know, those are two guys in overalls, okay? Did you say pot rods? Hot rods. It sounded like you said pot rods, and I assumed it was their marijuana spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> they were, well, I think I know what my repaint is. Operation, operation on Endor. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got uh, Merle, whose ability comes in handy a lot more often than you'd think. Uh, Merle's ability is great. It's just keeping him alive for it. That's the struggle. Mm-hmm. Get on, so. And then uh, uh, Robbie has that ability. When you defend or attack range one, if the attacker modifies their dice at Robbie's all, they get... for her. Yeah. And, yeah <laughs> Robbie's, ability, Robbie's ability doesn't actually do anything. It's literally nothing. It is, I mean, if they have bonus attacks. It yeah. If, it's, if it's uh, Dengar or Quick Draw or Ubel. Then yeah, if, and Ubel is popular in the or is getting more popular in the meta. Like if Ubel shoots you at range one and you deplete him, and then you're like, aha, bonus attack. And he's like, okay, it's still a free attack. So what yeah, about a ship with Zam crew or Gunner, whatever Zam is? Zam's a crew. We haven't actually seen much of Zam. Uh, yeah, well, if you're bringing a fire uh, YV, you're still probably bringing Zam on them. I just haven't seen a YV lately. That's true. Uh, so yeah, the A-wings are great out there. Uh, and you mentioned Finn in the pod. Uh, a lot the the standard loadout for Finn still uh, elusive, perceptive. It's perceptive and heroic, and then you can either do predator or elusive. Elusive okay. is a little more popular. Um, but yeah, I mean he's the dumbest Fine. three point chip in the game. <laughs> yeah. like, it's what if we had the efficiency? Like what if on offense and defense we were a T seventy? <laughs> in terms of average number of shots it takes to kill and average damage expected. But we were three points. Like <laughs> um and I mean you pay for it with like the pod dial and TS Dupe lose all the time because he strains himself a bunch, but he's just nuts. I was just looking at something and cause someone had mentioned uh and I don't think it's as good as uh Perceptive Kohalit by throwing Holdo on him. Uh so you'll take that strain when you get shot at, and then when you engage, you just yeet the strain off to someone else. Yeah, but you lose the focus in there, which is mm. more important. you got to have the yeah. focus for offense and defense. or for uh, Actually, the biggest thing with Perceptive Copilot is actually it makes him so worthless to shoot at because he has two focuses. Like, you have to shoot him three times in a turn with meaningful shots to reliably do damage. Like, and then and you only get three point points shift. out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels yeah. like the, the FOs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, DFOs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you're running Ray, I think you're foolish to not put Finn in a list. Um, like, I I personally would start every resistance list with Finn, unless I know I'm running Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then Finn crew is too important, or Finn gunner, whatever it is. Absolutely there. Uh, and we mentioned it with, uh, you know, Poe in the Y-Wing, which we don't actually have. Uh, the Y-Wing, the most points-changed ship in the game recently. Where's it stand right now? I haven't seen a lot of them on the table. No, they're bad. They're back to bad again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they just over-nerfed them. Um, 
a lot of people didn't like three-point Y-Wings, and I'll admit I was frustrated with them too, but I was frustrated because they had too many points. Like, I didn't have a problem with Y-Wings being playable, but, like, <laughs> uh, why would you bring a Y-Wing when, like, Zay is right there? Uh, like, I have a 4-point T-70 or a 4-point Y-Wing. And then on top of that, did they also re-nerf Wartime? No, I guess Wartime's up oh, to they, five, yeah, they, five points. They, they, they actually went down to five, but they cut everybody's loadout on top yeah. of bumping them up to four. That's what it is. Yeah, so yeah, you can't so, run the, the naked, you know, the no wartime loadout with all the upgrades in the world that they were doing. Yeah, I think the perfect example is Wilsa, when it was three points, you could take like a bomb and an ion cannon and a five point astromech and I was seeing uh like M9 G eight and bomblet generator yeah, with yeah. an ion cannon turret. Like, whoa. Yeah, and now it's like you have less points to play with and it costs a whole more ship point. Like it's just they're they're bad. Uh maybe Zori's okay, but I even then I don't really believe in Zori. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think they're bad ships, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate. They were fun. Like the, the, the configure, the no configuration Y wings are really fun ships to play. They were just a little too efficient, and they fixed that problem. <laughs> <laughs> Making them basic AF again. Yeah. Uh, and you had mentioned that in first order, it doesn't. It feels like there's no bad ship to put on the table. Resistance, not so much, because you've got the resistance transport. Uh, even with the new, uh, the new dude there, uh, what's oh, his I name? Mean, the... Take a jam. Uh, his name is Take. Yeah, take a jam. It's Chaka Damarisa, but it's Take a Jam. It's it's take oh my a jam god! How did I never noticed that. Yeah. Uh, no, Taka's bad. Kova's fine. I think Kova's fine. Right. But Taka. So right after Hot Shots and Aces Two came out, I ran uh, Taka with Hondo Crew just to see how goofy it could be. And it was goofy when I made it happen once and then immediately died because I'm a resistance transport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the trick. Is Kova is... I mean, she's five points instead of four, but she is a T70 for all intents and purposes with a shield upgrade. Because um, if you're going to be in combat, don't like do a red maneuver so that you have the three attack dice and three... Uh, or two green dice. And you have Glea, Um And then you have four points left over. Uh, a lot of people still run R4 on her. I heard an interesting argument that you should run proton cannons on her, which I'd be kind of interested to try. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, like, Leia's, Leia Kova is still Leia Kova. Like, you can use the ability for yourself to make you, like, a T70, or if the situation's right, you can make sure that, like, your Ray has an open dial, or your Poe can do blues on any maneuver, or, you know, whatever, or do his white K-turn, and stuff like that. Yeah, you, you make a good point there with the Leia Proton Cannons. Uh, it gives you the option to do, like, you know, a stop or a reverse, and now, you can still mind, modify... Stop anymore. They right, that. but no, I'm saying that if you're doing a red maneuver, uh, so you don't have an action, you still get to modify one focus with the Proton yeah. Cannons. So, it's yeah, kind of like... like uh, a one the the one bank backwards is actually a really interesting way to line up a bullseye and maintain distance, which is kind of hard to do for things like proton cannons. Like that's a unique way to use it. Um, I could definitely see somebody catching people off guard with that. Um, for that five being points, said, though, I, I almost think, think I'd rather have a T seventy. Um, again, I think it's list dependent. Uh, but I don't love any of the five point T seventies, so I don't know that I agree. Oh, I don't know, man. The, the 5.270s are the fun ones. You've got uh, Nian, you've got Snap, you've got uh, uh, LO. I mean, um, they're all five points. Like, literally, there's Zay at four, and Poe at six or seven, and I guess okay. Harold at six. And then literally the rest of them are at five. Yeah. 
Oh god, they are now, huh? Yeah, and they're all very middling, like aggressively so. What about uh, the one we were talking about that gets to do the uh, the rear arc shots with the uh, the torps. missiles and torps? Yeah, the new one. Uh, Venezadoza. Yeah, Venezadoza. Yeah, uh, because rage you've got two, the... rage one pro torps out the butt. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a uh, range from one to two. Uh, I've seen folks with the. Uh, saying uh, multi-missile pods just for the hilarity of only having those two little wedges that you can't shoot in. I mean, sure, you have a lock requirement, you're throwing two dice, but... I, yeah, it, I mean, the biggest issue with the Torps or missiles is she's I-4. Yeah. Uh, um, you're not always going to be able to reliably get the lock. Like, yeah, yeah, you can pick up the lock on the turn, you fly over them and hope they're still in yeah. range. But that's why the it, they changed the range to 1-2 instead of 2-3. Is It's hard to fly over someone and have them stay within range 2 of you. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of T-70s with a lot of interesting abilities. And at the end of the day, they all have weirdly restricted loadouts. And a lot of them are very low initiative. And I think we're in a pretty high initiative meta. So they're already at a disadvantage there. Um, but not to say you can't take someone by surprise with a torpedo out the butt right. or something. like Yeah. Um, that's I definitely think... a possibility in the game. But yeah. it's just less reliable than other stuff. I think Jess is probably still fine, although you've got that range one tether, which is kind of annoying in 2.5. Um, but like Jess and Finn can still be buddies and be useful. Um, but like Zay's there at four points, and like uh, whenever you want to get higher ship count, if you're running a Poe or a Ray, like taking a five point ship rapidly diminishes the amount of other ships you can take on a list. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, they there is a two point ship in BB8, but. Hmm. Who is probably the best two-point ship in the game? Well, yeah. Uh, how old is what's this competition these days, though? Uh, uh, all of the vultures, uh, all of the generic ties, and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So it's yeah, it's not a big list. Uh, <laughs> but I should uh, I should rephrase. I think all of the two-point ships are actively bad except for BB-8, who I think is worth his two points. Okay. Well, and you also mentioned uh, at three points being good. Uh, uh, Jarek Yeager out there, the I five fireball. Uh, are any of the other fireballs good? I have I've come up against. I haven't played uh, uh, Bucket R one J five with Holdo crew and it's doing tricks with passing funny. off the. Uh... Oh, it's not good. Kaz <laughs> is good. Um, like we can. So resistance is actually interesting because I think it's better rather than breaking down by chassis, breaking down by point brackets because they all have a lot of interesting overlapping points brackets. So like. Uh, like Merle and Roby and Jarek and Finn are all three-point ships. Uh, and they all provide something kind of different. Uh, like Finn is the penultimate jouster for three points. Um, Roby is a really good control piece. Or not Roby. Merle is a really con- good control piece. Roby is I-4. Uh, <laughs> Jarek <laughs> is I-5 and has a missile and has a decent amount of loadout. Um, and a lot of upgrade options. So like he's really customizable. Uh, he is a fireball, which aren't great ships. But I-5 fixes a lot of that problems because he can just slam and figure it out later. <laughs> I find fixes a lot of problems. Yeah. That it um, do. So uh when it comes to objectives, is there anything that resistance really seems to shine at? It kind of seems like um, a toolbox faction that can yeah, do a little bit of everything. So I actually think they're similar power level to FO, but in very different ways. Like mm-hmm. FO is very um i guess basic is the best word i can use like they 
they have very obvious game plans that they can execute and like you can see them coming they're just it's just good at what it does uh and resistance has a lot of weird shenanigans that you have to yep. figure out resistance feels the most salady right yeah. now 100 mm -hmm. um yeah. because any other faction you bring five different chassis somebody's gonna go oh you have a silly jank list Mm -hmm. You do that in resistance, it's like, oh, you have an efficiency list. Yeah. And like like the perfect example is you can run Poe plus four ships. And yeah. you can you can say I'm running Poe plus four, and the without any more information, the person has no idea what kind of list that is. Yeah, it because could be it could anything. be Falcon Poe, it could be T seventy Poe, it could be six point T seventy Poe. Like that could be one four pointer and a bunch of threes. It could be two four pointers, a three and a two. Like uh, it's just there's so much customization of useful cheap ships in Resistance that all do different things. Like you could bring Zay, Finn, Kaz, and BB-8, and that is a very good jousting list. Uh, you could bring Roby, Merle, Jarek, and Lulo, and that is a very hit and run list. Mm -hmm. um, like just for example, and those are just the fillers. Not not even getting into your seven point carry. Uh, I also want to shout out the most fun resistance list that I've seen anybody play uh, was our own Bill Clinkhart uh, a couple weeks yeah. ago with uh, the fact that you can fly three YT-1300s. Which I'm sure you always could do. You could always do Ray and two generics. But, but it's, yeah, you can run, it's uh, Poe, Chewbacca, and a generic. And you can actually kit it out to where it's not terrible. It's not good, but it's... It's three it's three Falcons that you are just chucking out there, and you're definitely going to... If your intention is to go to a tournament and have people do double takes at your list, which, let me tell you, is fun, that's a list to bring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it brings back the old, you know, kind of wacky kitchen table X-Wing fun, I think. Also, shout out to Resistance for being the only faction that it that isn't Empire or CIS that can do a seven-ship list. Because uh, you can do the three pods in Rose, Finn, and BP-8, and then the two A-Wings and the two three-point fireballs. <laughs> and, like, I don't know if that list is good, but it's those, there's only three factions that get to seven ships, and this is one of them. Yeah, so, six threes and a two? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, like, Finn's good. Rose yeah. is good in the seven-ship list. BB-8 is a good two-pointer. And we just established that Jarek, Merle, and Roby are all pretty good for three points. And Bucket's there. Yeah. It is there. <laughs> it is. It is thing. Um, but, like, Bucket with Hondo gets more useful and there's seven ships. So, like, there's a good chance that somebody will hold onto a focus at the end of combat for him to take and use. That sort of thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Holdo, not Hondo. Holdo, yeah. Holdo. <laughs> Bucket with Hondo would be... Actually, Bucket with Hondo would be pretty you know, solid, actually. I'm like, what's up with that? I have to buy the whole faction? So, <laughs> well, Falcon... I'm thinking it, Initiative <clears throat> 1 Jam. Sorry, Did anybody you're... say anything about Falcon Lando? Oh, no, that's he's... right. Yeah, Falcon Lando out there, which we haven't covered, and because I haven't seen him played. Uh, he's... Well, yeah, he's eight points, same as Ray. Uh... And he's got a variant on uh, Rebel Lando. It's after you fully execute a red maneuver or perform a red action, spend any number of charges. You've got three recurring to choose that many friendly ships at zero to two. Chosen ships can perform an action even while stressed. So he basically, he he's Tycho uh, for himself if he wants to be. But I think the problems with that are, uh, well, what it does is it lets him link uh, focus into, uh, boost into focus, uh, 
rotate into focus or lock, which are both good. Uh, but yeah, at eight points, I'd rather have Ray any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, Ray is way better. And also, like, if you could run Lando in three T70s, then I could see something with it. Where, like, the, you're coordinating meaningful ships' actions. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess he could run... No, you can't. Say, yeah, if he was seven and he could run Lando 2T70s and Finn, I'd even consider it. Um, but, like, to get three... To get even three other ships in your list, they're gonna be, like... It would be Zay, Kaz, and Lulo, I guess, would be the three best. Yeah, seems yeah. okay, but, like, you're stuck on a four-ship list, and... You could be running Ray. You could be running Poe. Like I, I just don't think Lando brings anything to the table that you can't do better. Elsewhere. Yeah, you could do the uh, Lando with Merle, Roby, Jarek, and Finn, but I would rather quote unquote downgrade Lando to Poe and change yeah. Jarek to Zay or something. Yeah, like if you're really wanting to coordinate with your Falcon, I would rather run Poe at seven points and put three PO on him. Yeah. Um, mm. Which yeah. Yeah, my gut is that because this is the last FFG designed card pack, and my gut is that AMG didn't want Lando to be good, so they made him eight points. Okay, they just hate Lando. What's up with that? I, I the mean, the pilot ability. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I think they it's... didn't want a single ship potentially coordinating a bunch of P- of things and it being good. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, Although, we've seen this. We've seen this in the past. Rumble. Like Hux, Hux yeah. crew has. But Huck's crew has never been good. It's the same thing. Like they, they like the idea of coordinating multiple things, but they always make it really restrictive or expensive. Um, like yeah, Hux... battle meditation is another example. Um, yeah. Uh, again, uh, shout out to Jason Griffith who's been flying Huck's uh, on Malorus in the Zai, doing the I'm going to coordinate evades to all three of the FOs who are then going to do white maneuvers and uh, proud tradition focus. And I was like, oh, okay, that's an interesting I mean, way to that's do it. Cute, but... But like... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work multiple turns in a row because yeah. you've got to eventually you eventually have to clear that stress. Yeah. Um and it's the same with you know, know Lando like... that you are going to be stressed in a Falcon, which has predictable blues. Uh you have to complete a maneuver so you don't want to ever get blocked. Your I five so you can be blocked really easy if you're stressed. And he has less loadout than like anybody else. Um not it, but like he has five less loadout than Poe, which is just goofy because he's a bit yeah. more. Uh, it was like if he had more loadout, I could even see taking both crew slots to bring Leia so that you can keep your dial open. But like mm-hmm. you're at 16 out of 20 points on your Falcon at that point, and uh, you have no offensive output with this this setup. Um, yeah, eight points is way too much for a support ship. Yeah, um, especially when Ray's right there. Like, mm-hmm. if you want an eight point Falcon, just do damage with it. Bring Ray. Mm-hmm. Oh, does anyone else have any other thoughts about the resistance? I honestly can't tell you any thoughts I have about the resistance. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't recall you ever flying. The I resistance. don't own the faction in two point I haven't played resistance since one point when they were not their own faction. Yeah. <laughs> you own resistance Y wings for overtuned modulators and watchful astromech. Yep. Uh, or a cool model. I wish I could yeah. use them with other factions, but. I don't think anyone would complain if you were using a, a resistance Y-Wing for Cavill. Yeah, but the new Scum Y-Wing models are so dope as well. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, I just want uh, to pour one out for Y-Wings because they're one of the OG ships, and 
literally the only time in history where I think I could have called Cold Y Wings actually good, which was the last points update. They just destroyed them. Like, <laughs> except for that time, somebody took Cavill to top sixteen of their first regional. That's ever. true. In one point oh, Cavill was okay. At least yeah. only if you did um, shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Y Wings are just perennially bad, and it's a bummer because they're cool yeah. And that's funny because I remember, you know, growing up with the the Kenner Star Wars toys, and that oh, uh, we had TLT Y Wings in first edition. So yeah, yeah, we had. Let's not talk about those. But uh, I know, uh, Doug, I've talked with your father, Bob Howe, about uh, the Y Wing toy back in the day was one of the the coolest, but also the hardest to find, and it just looked so cool. And you hardly ever got to see them do anything cool in the movies because they're only in like you know a handful of you know short little cuts. And I was like, I want to see more of the Y wing. It just looks like it could do cool things. And other than uh, like X wing versus Tie Fighter, the DOS games back in the day, Y wings had never really got their love in any support media. Uh, the Rogue Squadron novels never did anything with Y wings. Uh, Actually, they actively hated the Y-Wing squadrons in Rogue Squadron. Like, the yeah. X-Squadrons actively hated the Y-Wing squadrons. Yeah, but because wasn't, wasn't the whole thing like Horton Solomon was just a dick? Horton Solomon was just a dick. Clone, Clone Wars, I think it's one of the very first episodes. One of the very beginning, really yeah. cool, A really cool Y-Wing run whenever they're assaulting, I think it's the Malevolence. Yeah, um, um, Anakin with, and Ahsoka. Yeah, it's Shadow Squadron. It's yeah, Anakin and Ahsoka doing a bombing Brad's run side. on a CIS ship. You get to watch Broadside die. Yeah. But uh. it's like it's a really cool scene. It makes Y Wings look dope. I uh, see you guys don't watch in chronological order. That's okay. I've watched it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a snob. I look up the uh, chronological <laughs> and I, I, I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I just skip the Jar Jar episodes and otherwise I'm good. Yeah, that's <laughs> Oh, know. dude. And the, 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 the droid episodes. Yeah, like, we oh, skipped those yeah. too. The, <laughs> the droid group and the. Uh, the ones that are clearly made just for children. The, these don't actually have any impact on the story. Ah, season one of Rebels. Yeah, kind of. But even season one has some stuff. Anyway, we're going to... sweet Vader introduction in season one of Rebels. Yeah. Like, That's true. Um, That's true. I, I will say one of... I think Y-Wings are actually similar to TIE SFs, in which they designed them to be multi-purpose, so they're just not good at any of it. Like, they, which, they're torpedo carriers, but they're all low-initiative. Their to be fair to Y Wings, it's pretty accurate to the. the yeah, but for, <laughs> they're, they're... but for the game, it kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, like they're turret carriers, but they're, I mean, arguably one of the worst because they're slow and immobile. Uh, they're bombers, but they have nothing special about their bombing to make them good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. That's they had a ship. Uh, I think we talked about that before. They had a sh- like bombing, like the Tie Bomber does. Yeah, like if they had a bombing ship. Casting ability. I just said a lot of words together. Or um, even like a white reload. Yeah, that's so they even have red reload. Like, mm-hmm. would it really break the game if the Y wing could reload without stressing itself? Yeah, reload's not even a good action at two point five. So, like, give everybody white reload. It doesn't matter. It's making a core mechanic, man. Yeah, indeed. All right. Um, well, uh, that's pretty much it for covering uh, the factions here. Uh, Want to again say, uh, if you catch us in the Kyber Cup, cheer us on. We are. Uh, Fighting for you, the people. So the, we are we are the people's champions. Uh, do we have any shout-outs coming My out? My father, Bob Howe. Yeah, uh, who has just returned from a wonderful vacation to Mexico, the jerk. Yeah. I'd like to shout-out Mark Myers for offering me his floor at Adeptcon if I can go. 
Also awesome. done for the same offer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll shout out MG for paying for my trip and room at Worlds. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, do want to mention that upcoming February the third Friday, there is going to be an X-wing tournament at Game Cafe in Independence, Missouri. Uh, yeah, let's get seven this time. Yeah, God, yeah, we've so many at the last one. Get everybody yeah, out there for this. Forever hold your peace. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, a lot of the Manhattan folks aren't going to be able to make it with scheduling. But uh, yeah, Don't if you're too bad, if you are within earshot of this podcast, come on out February third, Game Cafe, Independence, Missouri. Going to have a lot of fun. PM travel more than three hours. I will let you sleep on our couch. <laughs> Honestly, you can sleep on our couch no matter how long you travel. Like, oh sweet, yeah, that's fair. Not, if, if you're from out of like, as long as your first name doesn't start with Matt and end with Newt, oh. or Warwitz, to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> you are the worst. All right, but like Greg's an hour away. Greg could stay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Greg's got a family that doesn't want to stay. I prefer it if Greg stayed. Honestly. <laughs> Tug doesn't want Greg to ever leave, but that's uh he's been saying that for years. Yeah. But he Very always true. does. <laughs> well, for uh Dude, Josh... I've been muted the whole time. So... <laughs> <laughs> Did oh we lose Greg? Greg is taking this very stoically. Oh, no, no, I was like, wow, I no something. reactions whatsoever. Like, I said, I said something, and then nobody was. It was like a second, and then it was like somebody moved on to the next thing, and I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> No, I had to mute myself because Archer was yelling at me to come upstairs. So, uh, well, that's Everybody a good. Uh, more sense now. That is a good cue for us to uh, say goodbye. Uh, it's been a great time. We will see you next episode for Tashi Station Radio. I'm Matt. I'm Doug. Alex. And I'm Pork. And we'll see you next time. I have time. No Time. 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 You can go to ko-fi.com slash TashiStationXWing and make a donation. It's always appreciated. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at TashiStationRadio, an X-Wing podcast, for news and updates. And as always, thanks for listening.